0: Welcome back to the hot seat. Today's guest is Morgan Moroni. She's a ex-national gymnast.
1: Witty, smart, humorous. <laughs> Just do your own. It. Lovely!
0: And we're gonna talk about fitness, inspiring people, and having more fun with training. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, how is does... it starting it? Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing, yeah. Done. Um, how does it feel to know that? Both myself and all my friends had topless pictures of your husband on our wall when we were teenagers. Oh, my gosh. I I've, did
1: not know where this was going. I've I was actually
0: like, brought a little ah! <laughs> poster with me. This one was I'm actually signed. so bad
1: that he's literally <laughs> busy today because I'm like, I would have made your dreams come true. <laughs> no,
0: that is actually was funny. so good. This is, is, so, this is from my friend Matt.
1: He is one heck of a specimen isn't he (laughs) we
0: were laughing because that's obviously this is like 10 years ago now i love it Uh, i love it
1: it's funny because he really hasn't changed much hey i'm looking at his face (laughs) and i'm like looks pretty similar a little bit more scruff around the around the beard area same everything else (laughs) (laughs) um
0: i thought it was funny because like i started getting into fitness yes and this was like how i started getting into fitness yes bodybuilding men's physique all of that sort of stuff yeah and then gradually over time i came to the the light side the dark side whichever way you want to look at it (laughs) (laughs) the dark side of like
1: you know what steve's coming over to the dark side too he's realized how important mobility is and he's like oh okay i've seen i've seen it in the airport and i'm like righty go, buddy can't yeah. just jump on this bandwagon
0: <laughs> i'm surprised you aren't just pulling some handstands as well oh, at the same yeah, time. to
1: be fair i'm done with those days <laughs> i'm traveling <laughs> and i'm like get me home and then i'll do my handstand
0: <laughs> um but i guess that you're kind of like i, I feel like you're somewhat straddling both because you do both at the same time yes I, yeah. i've like i've just i've just left one behind and i've yeah oh i feel like i've left one behind do you and I've feel
1: gone. how do you feel about that like do you miss weight training
0: not really okay I, I still very much enjoy, like, doing a pumpy sort of, like, yes. high, like, it's fun. But, but You the... can
1: still kind of get that with bodyweight workouts, right? You do yeah, a yeah. lot more bodyweight stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. You're not just
1: stretching. You're not just doing mobility. Like no, You're no. still doing heaps of strength work. I think, honestly, I struggle with doing both. Like, I'm in a constant battle. I think it would be easier for me to do what you did and choose one or the other.
0: Is there a reason that you do both rather than do one or the I other? I like
1: how I feel when I work out.
0: So the doing more gym style yes, training.
1: Yes, weights and stuff. But I also like the capabilities I have with my other style of training. Like just general capabilities. And obviously being an ex gymnast, like I wanna keep that. Sure. Mobility, strength, body weight stuff, handstands, all of that. I need to keep that for the rest of my life. Like that's something that is just like detrimental to my movement journey. I need that. Weights I don't need, but I enjoy doing it.
0: And you enjoy the way it makes you feel.
1: Yes. I'm not a gym buff, though. I'm not like, for example, there'd be times where I don't go in the gym two, three, four weeks. I'm not mad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. It's not an obsession of mine to go to the gym. As it is, I feel like there's a massive gym culture at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like huge weights, bodybuilding, lifting, craziness. Um, and in the same sense, there's there's a massive body weight and movement mobility culture as well but i just feel like one i need the other one i do because i just enjoy doing it
0: sure and the enjoyment one is the handstands and the other one's the the one that you no, need
1: the need is the handstands the and need mobility. is the handstands okay yeah. okay because i feel like that's genuinely who i am as as a physical being like that's what
0: because you did gym- Makes me feel like me yeah you did gymnastics for yeah. years since you're uh...
1: yeah since i was like five four or
0: five okay yeah so i, I always say that i like when when you see somebody and they're really generally very good at fitness or, or very good quickly you're like yep. did you do gymnastics yes. as a kid
1: it was always a base hey <laughs> it's such a good i've spoken with steve about this so many times gymnastics is like the perfect base for anyone going into movement of any sport or just in general
0: i think you just build such incredible like body awareness yes I was just about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Body awareness. Yeah,
1: body awareness. I just feel like body awareness trumps everything. You know, if you can understand and feel your body and you can, like, the biggest thing that I got from gymnastics is that I can look at a skill of someone else doing that I have no idea what to do. And I can imagine what my body feels like doing that by watching it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm so in tune with my body and how it would feel doing a specific movement. that if I'm watching someone rotate their torso or do this, or they're doing something with the shoulder, I would know what that feels like because I've gone through so many movements in gymnastics and I know how that feels.
0: It's because you spent, I guess, time in the trenches yes. actually training. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah. although it is a bit of a cheat code, I presume. So if you've been doing gymnastics since you were five, you've probably had 10, 15 years Oh, yeah. training yeah it's like you know, muscle memory to that point it's before like, even you start doing yeah before i started doing fitness. the other
1: stuff yeah exactly
0: what have you tried to incorporate from gymnastics i, I see it's like it's mainly handstands but you obviously you still go to some adult acrobatic yeah. sort of stuff
1: yeah i am um, is this I, just for fun or
0: is you know is there anything it's particular? just for fun
1: it's just to keep up skill because again i don't want to be i don't i hate the idea of myself being like i dedicated 15 years to gymnastics to <laughs> win a couple of gold medals and then what, like, Just a couple go of gold Olympics, medals. Like, but I didn't go to the standard that I wanted to go to. Sure. So like at 30, what does that give me? I mean, I'm 26 now, but what does that <laughs> give me? I want to be able to still do some cool shit. Like, <laughs> I still want to feel like I'm challenging my body in the ways that I feel comfortable, but in a safer sense. Mm-hmm. When I was young, obviously, there's like no fear. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. care to fail at something. Whereas here, my whole life... Like my whole salary, my whole income, and then obviously that determines the quality of my life is based on how I am physically. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just I'm not as fearless. So I stick with what I know I can do or what I can comfortably build up to with drills and skills and whatnot.
0: There's not the risk um, involved.
1: Yes. Like I wouldn't go on the bar and do giants and into a double discount. <laughs> There's no way in hell you'll see me doing that.
0: I mean, I guess uh, if you, are you aware of Nile Wilson here yes. in the UK? And like yes. you saw he had to go for Definitely. like a neck surgery. Yeah. Um, And on ultimately had to retire quite early, I guess, yep. like 2022-ish.
1: Yeah. And he still had a lot in the bank. Like he is still doing skills today that he was competing in. Oh and yeah. it blows my mind because I'm like,
0: what was the you reason? to just
1: train and upkeep that skill, like
0: just casually. He's
1: got no fear.
0: No, he's 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 a he machine. Does you know. like, he does some
1: whack shit. He does some. Sometimes I've seen his challenges and I'm like, that is so dangerous. How are you not? Yeah, some of the like the right flips now. that he's trying to land on these Literally. like, or in stilettos and, t- <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and tiny objects. Oh, on. that made me
1: cringe. That video, I was like, this ankle is gonna go. <laughs> it was sketchy.
0: Especially if you've injured yourself doing something similar, which ultimately you would have done over the. I didn't. Many- I've have never you not- injured myself. Really, touch wood. Touches my. <laughs> I have never
1: injured myself. Really? What was ever? the reason
0: then that you stopped doing gymnastics?
1: So I was actually failing at school, not failing. I was just doing poorly. I was doing like C's, getting graded at C. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a smart person, but I'm definitely not a C grade person. Okay. So, my parents actually (laughs) messaged me one day after school and they're like, we need to talk. So, we went and sat down and they're like, if you don't get your grades up naturally, like if you can't get your grades up, we're pulling you out of gymnastics.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Even though you were competing at kind of a national level. Yes. The
1: thing is, is that there's nothing for me. Again, it's a really sad concept actually because unless you are the top elite in the US, there's nothing for you in gymnastics in Australia. Like Simone Biles or something. 100%. Australian level... Of gymnastics is just like two grades below the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I could be the best in Australia eight years in a row, but I couldn't even qualify for Worlds.
0: That kind of really, yeah.
1: There's a lot of girls that in the U.S. uh, Sorry, in the Australian team, they might qualify for the Com Games because obviously we have the Com Games. But the minute they try it for the Olympics, they aren't even breaching the surface of the qualification scores. Really, just because of level of difficulty. Obviously, there is no money put into gymnastics no. in, I'm sure, the UK. I feel like the UK actually does really well. I was well. going to
0: say, I think the UK does reasonably well. Yeah, on I
1: think they do a lot better like, than us Like, it's Australia, always the US and China. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Russia. Yeah, in Russia.
0: But I think, yeah, the, yeah. the UK is going to have some bronzes I here I
1: totally agree, especially in men's gymnastics. Yeah. Across the board with men's gymnastics, they do really well. But yeah, Australia just doesn't... Just, the level isn't there. The coaching staff isn't there. The money isn't there. Like... I went to nationals 10 years, five years for gymnastics, five for acrobatics, and I paid every nationals. (laughs) We didn't even get sponsors. Like it wasn't even a sponsor thing. Yeah. My parents were paying like eight to 10 grand every year for me to go to nationals and compete and be the best in Australia at my sport. Yeah. I had to pay for that.
0: That's crazy. Weird
1: concept. Hey, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just not one of the sports that brings in money in Australia. So how are they meant to fund it if there's no money in it?
0: No, I know, um, and it's such a it's such a great sport for for young kids. It's a shame that it's not definitely them developed. It's such a
1: fundamental sport for sure. But yeah, so I there was nothing really in it for me, and my parents paid to send me to an all girls Catholic school. So <laughs> they <laughs> were mad that their money was going down the drain because I was getting Cs in a school of very high opportunity. So they did. They were basically like this or this and I tried to get them up naturally. But when you're training like 35 hours a week, there's just no time to do homework. There's no time to go above and beyond on, you know, study for exams or assignment work or whatever it is. It's like the best I could do just wasn't enough at that time while I was training as well.
0: I mean, 35 hours a week, that's a full-time job.
1: It is. It's huge. And that's before and after school. That's not even, you know, from the nine nine to three that you have at school, so... Take out the 9 to 3 and then add 35 on.
0: So, and obviously I've had some experience with men's gymnastics training, but as like a a female gymnast, like what sort of training are you doing? Is it, what what were you doing then? Was it, you know, a lot of skill related stuff? Mm Because obviously the, the skills are different. Was there some strength training?
1: Yeah. To be honest, now that I think back on it, we didn't really learn new skills very often. Like we just were so repetitive in our training because again, I just don't think the skill level was there. So... It wasn't about getting a better, you know, grading or better skills to actually be of a higher level because I was the highest level competing. but it was just about performing it perfectly. So it was just repetitive, so repetitive. Mm -hmm. So when it was coming around to competition season, we would do full run throughs of every routine, which is obviously floor, bar, beam, blah, blah, blah. Going through the whole routine, having like a couple minutes break in between and doing it like three times through. For mm-hmm. cardio there's a lot of cardio in it in yeah, yeah. That you don't think about no you
0: don't appreciate to be fair. i yeah. mean the routines are what a few minutes long
1: yes exactly but when you're going full out like a lot of the time there's one if you watch a gymnastics routine their hardest tumbles will be at the start of the routine when they've got a lot of energy a lot mm-hmm. of like craziness and then as they go on they get easier and easier because you're just so wrecked like <laughs> It's just like going hard on a erg for however much, but then also taking in cues and skill work. Like you need mm. to be, when you're fatigued, you still need to understand how to do the it skills. It needs to look perfectly as exactly. well.
0: Even though you're tired and you, it wants exactly. to get a bit sloppy.
1: Yeah, so we would do a lot of conditioning work, a lot of strength work with that. Um, and then, yeah, just re- repetition of the same skills.
0: Over and over and over, over and over and over and over Yeah, I guess that's kind of handstands as well. It is, there, to some extent.
1: But at least with handstands, you can kind of be like, at any point, you're like, you know what, I'm going to train to do a one arm, or I'm going to train to do this. Yeah. You might have to put four or five years into <laughs> yeah, it, sure. but you can choose at any point to change up your style of training. Like if you want to go to more strength-based handstands, you can be like, I'm going go to go that way, build up my body weight strength, Sure. go that way. Or I'm going to try and build on my back flexibility and do some contortion stuff. Like,
0: I guess well, you have a little bit more freedom yeah. <laughs> to decide <clears throat> what you want to yeah. Actually, work on rather yeah, than like exactly. you have to do something for points. Yeah. Um, speaking of the one arm, like, I'm presuming you had a pretty good handstand when you stopped doing yes. gymnastics. Yes. How? A two arm. I never. Uh, yeah.
1: I could never do a one arm when I was training. Well,
0: that's what I want to say. Like, for you proportionally, how much harder was mm. a one arm handstand than a two arm handstand? Because I always try to explain this to people. I'm like, it's not just twice as hard. No. It's not. It's not like oh my gosh, <laughs> two no. arms to one arm.
1: No. I mean, firstly. As a gymnast, you'd think like, oh, yeah, it correlates, like it transfers over. It definitely does in some sense as much as it would any other movement-based skill. But
0: You've got that general awareness, yes, body awareness, as exactly. you mentioned earlier. But
1: gymnastics actually doesn't do much handstand work. Like the most I would do, say I was training five years, the most I would do is maybe two walks of the mm-hmm. um of the mat in a handstand, like just handstand walks back and forth.
0: So it's something you just learn naturally because you have to be in that position yeah, to do a lot Yeah, as a of young kid
1: you learn it, like you, mm-hmm. you're kicking up into it. That's one of the skills you go through. And as a lower level gymnast, you might do a handstand hold on the beam or something else. But when you get to high level gymnastics, a handstand on the beam, when girls do a handstand on the beam in an entryway or whatever, it's actually choreography. It's not even counted towards skill work because at that point it's just to make it look pretty
0: yeah yeah it's not actually it's just part of the yes
1: it's just like a mm, elegance getting up on the beam step down and then go through your skills I
0: always remember when I was at uni I'd started doing some gymnastics and I wanted to learn the muscle-up and then there was like this Bulgarian gymnastics coach there and he couldn't understand why I wanted to learn the muscle-up he was like (laughs) that's not even a skill like that's just how we get onto the rings just to to start the routine it's just nothing it's
1: so funny you're like no it's a skill I know it is (laughs) you wait 10 years (laughs) yeah no so it's just like it doesn't it doesn't transfer over as much as you'd think because a lot of the times in gymnastics, you're passing through a handstand shape. You're never actually just stopping and holding.
0: yeah yeah
1: Think about it. Like on the bar, you pass through a handstand shape or it's something that you're setting up for a new skill. It's not actually the skill. Mm-hmm. So we didn't spend much time on handstands. I went like a deep dive into it once I was done. Like we kind of mentioned before, it was a skill that was safe that I could work on that I so could actually become better at after I quit gymnastics. Was
0: that the re- Like it was a, a safe...
1: It was safe. And I could do it in any environment.
0: Yeah. I mean, you just need floor, right? Literally. Yeah. It's
1: like running. It's like you can do it anywhere. Uh It's a skill that you could work on wherever you are in the world, at whatever, you know.
0: I also think it's something that's pretty accessible. Definitely. Like, obviously, one arm's a whole different thing. Yeah, But, like, actually just learning the handstand. 100%.
1: I think... If you actually want it and you're dedicated to it, it's super accessible.
0: Sure. I I think a lot of people... um, yeah, there's, there's definitely like, certainly if you're learning as an adult, there's, you have the fear because you understand, when you're a kid, you don't have fear. You don't understand bad things until mm-hmm. they happen. Yeah. You just chuck yourself upside down. Yep. As an adult, you, you know, you have to get past that. Yeah. But,
1: and you go through like everything that can go wrong as an adult. Yeah. You're able to actually read the situation and think, I could fall forwards, I could fall sideways, I could hurt my back, <laughs> I could do this.
0: Could fall on my head. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Whereas a kid, mm. you kind of like, mm, what's the worst that could happen?
0: <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> i even had a couple of clients who've got like motion sickness from kicking really? up, from, from from just kicking up and just like wow. that repeated going yeah, yeah, yeah. upside down the and they'd constant be like, movement. i'm gonna throw up like, yeah. okay they're try. probably not breathing <laughs> how do you find uh like i said they got one's one foot in like us i say circus weirdos but you're kind of like more of a gymnast but we, we'll put I'd you say in the, same. the yeah. circus weirdo camp yeah, yeah. and your mainstream fitness how do you find that like people react to handstands they're like that's cool, whatever, move on. Are they interested?
1: I think it's more a day as they're interested, but it definitely, when I started doing handstands coming out of gymnastics, I would be in the weight gyms just doing, <laughs> doing handstands, handstands there. The weirdo in the corner. And it just was just always the weirdo in the corners <laughs> or opposite. It was like, she's just trying to get some attention, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, why would you not want to do skill-based training? Full stop. Mm-hmm. I obviously preached before. I love weight training. I think there's a purpose for it, but there is no better feeling than getting a skill versus just squatting a weight or like building up to a weight that just doesn't do it for me. Like skill work does for Mm me. So when I started doing handstands and I think people kind of saw the journey and they saw how quickly I progressed or things that I could do, then they were interested I don't think they're initially interested. I think initially they're kind of like, oh, cool. That's cool. Um, that's it. Yeah. I like what you said. But then when people kind of saw the journey and how fun it was and then I could take it places and do things with it, then they're like, wow, this is interesting. I want to do something similar or I want to come work, go to a workshop or get a coach or whatever it is. And then I think it kind of expanded. But at the same time that I was doing it, movement in general expanded and you saw all of these crazy videos on the internet of handstands, flips, like all of this movement-based yeah. stuff. I feel like Edo Portal. came through really hard. UFC, you know? I think, has pushed that exactly, quite Exactly, exactly. So I think it was timing as well as obviously just being in that space at the right time. Mm-hmm. For it to actually blow up and then that's what gains people's interest sure and they were seeing it everywhere they would scroll through instagram they're like this person can handstand. <laughs> i'm gonna go do a handstand."
0: yeah i mean and it, it is the barrier entry is quite low i think i think the fun aspect is important and i think I, the impression i get from your training is that it being fun is an oh, important very aspect fun. Yeah, yeah yeah and a lot of people do get bored yes with training and to some extent you kind of have to go through periods where like Definitely. as you said with your gymnastics you're just doing the same thing over and over again if you want to get really good at something You've got to do some boring yeah, training. You
1: have to do repetition. But
0: how do you like to make your training interesting and fun and engaging for you?
1: I think I just change up the space. I always listen to music. I'm always going through, like if I'm doing some handstand work, I'll listen to a song and I'll try and create some kind of combination with the song.
0: So, so it's like there's a creative the, element or something yeah, that's artistic. Yeah, about
1: definitely. It. And I'm not a creative person at all. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> But when I do handstands, I feel like I can just flow through whatever feels right at that day. And because I'm at this level where I can do multiple different types of handstands, someday I won't feel a certain kind of work. Like sometimes I don't want to get up and do an hour of one-arm work because I just feel dead. My forearms are shot. My body doesn't feel like I could even weight bear on one hand that day. So then I'm doing some funky shapes in two-hand and just playing around with it, or doing some movement-based handstands, um, and then obviously changing up the place at which I'm doing it. Like down by the beach, I love. I when I'm having a bit of a funk with my handstands, I always go down to the beach and just play around with it. Yeah, sunrise. That's in Australia, obviously. I don't. You love guys are morning people in I am, Australia, yes. and then
0: any Australian that comes out of Australia is suddenly not a morning person. I'm like, not a morning person anymore. I don't understand ever. that phenomenon.
1: Yeah, it's. This is the thing. So Australia is the... And Steve will take credit for this because he tells me every time. Steve's like this knowledge bomb. He has the most random facts. Like he's a trivia king. (laughs) You know, you sit down with trivia, he'll know everything. Random shit. It doesn't really matter. But Australia is the earliest country in the world to go to bed.
0: Oh, really? Oh, well.
1: Yep. On average, it's like 8 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. I'm not kidding. My household... Growing up, up until I was literally 23, would be in bed by 8 p.m. The whole house would be dark by 8 p.m. So because of that, everyone's waking up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And because a lot of the time where we live on the East Coast, the sun rises on the water, you get a really crisp, clean air. There's no fog or haze. We're right near the bay. We're right near the ocean. Everyone lives on the water. It's not captured into a city. It's not murky. It's not gross. Yeah, yeah. It is like crystal clear, stunning weather majority of the days and everyone's outdoors going for a walk, grabbing a coffee. Obviously, there's a massive coffee culture in Australia. And then they get home and they've still got three hours to kill before their work starts, <laughs> their work day starts. So what do they do? They go to the gym or they do whatever. They get a lot of their day work done before they even go to work. And then so... By the time they get home, they finish at five. They come home, have dinner, go to bed by eight. <laughs> so I think what happens is as like London would be a night place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Australia's a morning place. Yeah, so interesting. Australia's not a night place. Things close at 6 p.m. <sighs> like, shopping centers close. Uh, grocery stores close at six pm. There's only a few, like McDonald's, is twenty four hours. Yeah, There's yeah. There's nothing healthy that is open past like seven pm in Australia. So no one's out and about doing things unless it's on the weekend and you're getting pissed. But you know, it's I've
0: heard even then, like the clubs close. Yes, c- the quite clubs like close eleven at PM, 1, pm or what yeah. is it one pm. I've heard yeah. it's I've heard it's really early in comparison. Well, it's
1: eleven, so they. In, in Queensland where I am, they have to stop selling certain drinks at like 11, 12 yeah. and then they close their doors at like one or two.
0: I mean, that is like a, a setup for improving people's health. Like, oh, no wonder like you've, you've got the environment uh, and the culture for yeah. for just being healthy and the weather, definitely. I guess, as well. hundred Yeah, the weather
1: <laughs> I definitely think plays into it for sure because you don't want to be sitting inside when you are not know such a nice weather out. And also half the time, like I grew up in a house that never had air con. It was nicer to go down to the water where there's a breeze there than to sure. stay in my house and, Yeah, in summer. It's like, I would rather go out and do something right now because it's so freaking hot here mm-hmm. than to stay inside and do nothing. It's yeah. just, it's hard to stay inside and do nothing when it's beautiful outside and you can see everyone's outdoors. Everyone's happy. Everyone's living their yeah. best life. Just entices you to do the same.
0: Yeah, I mean as I said that's one of the things I love about handstands is like and you said running as well. I'm not yep. a particularly a fan of running. No, neither am I. Um, I should be. <laughs> but yeah, I know I
1: don't like it for a reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. But getting outside and training, that's like that's probably the main reason why I never ended up going back to the gym stuff. I just I'd I love just training outside. Yeah. Is do you reckon there's anything that like normal mainstream fitness can take from bodyweight calisthenics or at gymnastics?
1: I, honestly, and this is a big thing I'm trying to get into people's heads with my app. I'm bringing out an app, a fitness app, but it's so inclusive of daily lifestyle that I'm literally forcing my girls on my program to get outside and do their work outside. Mm -hmm. Like on one day for their active recovery day, it's get out and do one of three things. Go for a walk, do this, do that, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Because the gym culture is just so stale sometimes. It's so stale. And I feel it. Not in Steve's gym. Steve's gym's completely different. There's a lot (laughs) of natural light. It's a lot of happy people, a lot of people prioritizing their health in a good way, in a good sense. But I feel like in the gym, you'll always see the people that go too far Mm -hmm. in regards to whether they're dieting or just going stupid, silly on things that aren't benefiting their health in any sense, like an obsessive nature, I guess. Or you've got people that are just starting out and don't feel comfortable being there because of those others. And it's just, it's an in-between. And the people that are in the middle of those two kind of come and go as they please. But again, a lot of the time, no one's really talking. No one's really smiling at each other. It just kind of feels like a stale culture sometimes. No,
0: I think, unless you're in like sometimes CrossFit gyms do quite a good job of creating 100%, that community. The community. Or, yes. or some of the smaller gyms. But yeah, yes. certainly it can be like this in the UK, especially like this weird, kind of awkward, silent. Yes. No one's talking to each other, everyone's on their own 100%. bit of equipment.
1: And I get that people want to go in, get it done, and come out. But I do think that we have other options. It's just gym is an easy option for people to go in and do a workout and go because everything's in one spot. But you can easily create the same kind of setup if you took a pair of dumbbells down to the waterfront or into a park in the middle of, like Hyde Park in the middle of London and done a workout there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have gotten the feeling of also being outdoors and being in nature and being able to breathe proper air.
0: I can understand. So, from the perspective of like, you go to the gym; it's a different environment. You can focus on your training. Definitely. But you said obviously you haven't been to gym for a few weeks. You yes. S- I presume that doesn't mean that you're not going to train for a few weeks. No. Yeah. So, like, what would it? What are you doing? And you know, maybe you want to share some other things that you, you're getting, some of your yeah, definitely you know, people to do outside of the gym. I mean, to, to, to be train. fair,
1: when I'm traveling, and that's when I don't train as often. I've mm-hmm. done like two sessions in the past two weeks. And then everything else that I've done is handstands, just walking around. Obviously, when you travel, you walk so much. It's like when people go over to Italy and they're like, how am I eating all this bread, pasta, <laughs> pizza, and yet I'm not you Gain, know, yeah, yeah, gaining, gaining weight, weight or I'm not feeling super bloated or I'm not doing this. And it's because your whole lifestyle taken a change. You're now walking 25,000 steps for the day because you're traveling through everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. and you're outside And the quality sunlight. of the
1: food is obviously better. It's, of it's course. a whole different thing. But... Um, yeah, so obviously walking around, traveling, doing all that stuff. And then also I like finding a random place that does like a Pilates class or something that I can come in and actually do a class. I love attending a class in new places. Sure. Because
0: – Is that just because you can just turn your brain off and Yeah, along and also
1: or? I love meeting new trainers. Like mm-hmm. obviously being a trainer, yeah. you can get different things from different people. As a trainer, you should always still be a student. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, absolutely, you should always agree. still be learning off other people. And when I come to new areas, I always find that there's new focuses or new things that they do that I'm like, wow, this is really smart. Like I'd like to take that back into my training back home. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just opening my eyes up to how different places do different things and mm-hmm. take one main concept, whether it be Pilates, whether it be bodyweight training, whether it be CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. And they spin it to make it theirs because everyone's making something theirs, you know. My handstands, I make it mine by, you know, n- it's not as rigid and I do play around with it. And I'm obviously still have goals, but I'm not like the crazy handstanders that are out there these days that are getting the goals done in like six months to a year because they're training five hours a day every day. Yeah, it's yeah, It's not what I'm doing with my handstands. I make it mine by like making it creative and fun and blah, blah, blah. You make it for you fun by doing blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... Um, I think think it's just a matter of, yeah, branching out and just trying new things. And then in a way that doesn't feel like I'm wasting time, not seeing the city in travel. When I feel like I go to the gym, I'm like, I've just wasted two hours getting here, training, like warming up training and then getting home in a new place that I could have spent walking around and yeah, I wouldn't have gotten the same workout out of it. It's a different, two different types of things, but I might have also seen Hyde Park for the first time.
0: Sure, you sure. Know. There's no reason that if you if you particularly wanted to train if there was something that was important to so you, just bring some rings with you or... Yes,
1: exactly. Or do, exactly. do something that's do outside. Do something, yeah.
0: And, then, yeah. and usually you'll find a, a, a local community of weirdos as well who is... 100%. Also training outside. definitely. Um, you've spoken a bit about Australia, obviously you're Australian. Yeah. But you're in America now. Australia or America?
1: Australia. <laughs> Definitely, I didn't have to think about that. I one know, and I
0: didn't have to think about that one. Um, how, how what's your experience been of America? Like I've I've never actually been to Australia myself. I spent quite a bit of time in America. I do like Australia.
1: Where have you been in America?
0: Uh, I've got an uncle who lives uh, in California. Oh yeah. And then teaching workshops. I've been kind of dotted around West East East Coast and West Coast. But my my main experience of America was West Coast, and I thought that was the whole of America, and I was very <laughs> wrong because America is vastly different depending so on where you're.
1: Yeah, definitely. What did you like better, West Coast or East Coast?
0: Um, I went to the East Coast in February, so definitely the West Coast. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly because of the weather.
1: enough. Yeah, that would have been cold.
0: It was, yeah, it was was uh, was in New York and uh, Washington and it was just like, yeah, basically, basically cold.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Utah, Southern Utah, where we are, is stunning for hiking, for outdoor stuff. It's amazing. But when we're there for business, that's not what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Australia, it's kind of very regimented the time that you spend thinking about business, even as a self-employed, even as, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. When I was in Australia, I really did feel like I rocked up. Even if I was just rocking up to my own office in my own house, mm. I still felt like I was clocking on at 8 and I was clocking off at like 4 5 p.m. And before that, I allowed myself time to go to the beach and go sure, for a yeah, walk, yeah. to meet up with girlfriends for breakfast. And then I got home and worked because I felt like my days were just flowy they were mm-hmm. breezy they worked whereas in the u.s it's very i don't know it just feels regimented as soon as i get up which isn't 4 a.m 5 a.m <laughs> i get up at like 7 30 yeah the sun doesn't even come up till 7 so i get up at seven thirty, and i'm like shit i i want i'm gonna go to work right now like, yeah, i'm yeah, gonna yeah. get up maybe take the dogs for a walk and that's the most i'll do in the morning for myself before I go into work and sit down for six hours at my desk and do all the admin of life and the craziness of, you know, any any self-employed person understands that. Sure, that, yeah. The general admin that comes with it. And then I'll set myself time for an hour, maybe from one till two to go do something. But you're not going to go out and do a hike or you're not going to do all the things that I would have done with four hours in the morning in Australia. Then what I'm going to do at midday in St. George.
0: No, I'm, I'm sure that's something that, a lot of people feel like they haven't got time in the day to, to set aside for themselves. And
1: I feel that more, more so in the U S than I do in Australia. And that's as someone who works for themselves. I choose my own hours and I still feel mm-hmm. that way. So I couldn't imagine what it would be like for someone who works at nine to five, the sun's up at seven, you have kids, you're getting ready, you're dropping your kids at school. That uh, For me, I would, I wouldn't think to go to the gym or do something active in the morning either. No. I would be thinking maybe after, but even then 5. PM, you're, you've got you're tired from the whole day 100% percent you especially tired, your family. you've got two hours before sunset my biggest thing is that sunset and sunrise makes such a huge difference for me i want to be up with the sunrise every morning ideally i would live in a country that i would be comfortable getting up at sunrise every single day and going to bed like two hours after sunset max mm-hmm. that's just how maybe that's just i think that's ca- I was well, it's kind Australia. of how humans
0: are somewhat yeah. wide without, yeah, without they, the well, external they
1: say something along those lines yeah without
0: artificial light that should yeah. you know you, you you physically can't do stuff at night yes so you're gonna exactly you, know, you wouldn't gonna, you wouldn't sleep in the morning when you've got daylight hours that you can actually do stuff in 100 uh, so i think fairly recently you mentioned about kind of a lack of motivation and, and struggling to find motivation yeah. to train and the reason i bring that up is like not because oh you do fitness as a living poor you you can't find motivation to yeah. train yeah. but it's more like if you can't find motivation to train and it's your job to do so, somebody in that scenario that we mentioned who's working in nine to five. Definitely,
1: that has every Like, uh, y- you know, yeah. t-
0: turning up is the hardest bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the important thing of that is awareness. Like, what is it that causes you yep. to avoid doing the things that you're yeah. supposed to look after yourself? Yeah. Um, were you able to figure out, like, what it was that caused that motivation and maybe some of the things that helped you to find a passion again for for making time for that in your day?
1: Yeah. I think honestly, my lack of motivation came from lack of scheduling. And like I said before, I would come in and not be stressed, but I would, the first thing on my mind when I woke up in the morning was things I had to do business-wise for that day. When I allow myself to actually just relax, have a good breakfast, like have a good, decent meal in the morning, the first thing I want to do is go and train or move or do something. Just naturally, my body wants to move. Whether it's walking, whether it's whatever, handstands, gym, it could be whatever. Yeah. Go for a hike. Doesn't matter. Naturally, I want to do that. But the only time I'll feel a bit jaded with that or unmotivated is when I'm already thinking about what I've got on for that day. Everything I need to do on my to-do list. Everything sure. that's crazy about it. So then, or even work. A lot of the time when, you know, I'm sure you feel this, you've felt this too. Everyone has it, is in this industry. When work becomes – when work and passion is the one thing and then you mold them together, sometimes you resent it being your work because your passion is taken over by a work brain, a work mind sure, trying sure. to figure out what video you're going to film today, if this is beneficial for people, you're coaching people, like any of your clients, if they would – you're training and you're thinking, oh, shit, this is a really good exercise for my clients here. I'm just going to quickly put on the video. No, that's work hours. Sure and then you get into a work mindset and then you're like oh I'll just quickly send it off and then all of a sudden your workout's done or all of a sudden you've stopped actually doing what you were there to do is just to prioritize your body and your health first and then do the work after so I've had to separate a lot of things whereas if I'm coming in and I've got filming on for that Jay, just for generalized content and that's not the same time that I'm training. That is my business hours. That is my timed hours. Sure. And I have to allow myself an hour or two every day to be like, okay, what does my body feel like doing today? I think that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. when I've been unmotivated. I know a lot of people are just like, you know, build habit and just push through. I've never once been a person that's like, I'm just going to build the habit. I definitely have had habits. Obviously, the same training style for 15 (laughs) years. But... I have so many different training styles right now that if I'm not feeling one specifically, I'll just go on to the next.
0: Yeah, I think flexibility. I I think flexibility is super important because you know, especially if you're watching stuff online, you might feel like, oh, if I'm not doing, you know, six days a week, an hour, two hours at a time, like it's not worth it. What's the point? I'm not. I'm not doing. It's like
1: all or nothing mentality, right? Hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you're able to be a bit flexible, you're like, oh, well, I haven't got time to go to the gym today, but maybe I've got time to. Yeah, I've got to walk my dog. Maybe I'll do some pull-ups in the park. Perfect. Or, yeah.
1: And that's that's really like the biggest thing that I want to bring forward to just my mentality in regards to fitness and then also my app and my clients and all of this stuff is that I just don't see a world in which rocking up to do the same workout or the same things every day and then trying to just… A lot of people belittle themselves because, like, I'm unmotivated. I just don't want to... I wouldn't want to do the same workout six days a week, no. a whole year with one rest day every week. That would be the most fucking boring <laughs> thing I could think <laughs> of in my life. That sounds so horrible. Yeah, it's, it's like, somewhat torturous. It give your, Yeah, give your brain a little bit of, you know... I think
0: that's where like handstands come into or or something that's skill based. Definitely. um, For people who are just doing normal gym training.
1: That's a repetition. You're doing the same thing with handstands every time, but there's so many things you can change about it. And there's also the feeling of each time you get a little bit longer of a hold or each time you're doing something and you surprise yourself, you get like this spike of like adrenaline and serotonin. You're like, holy shit, I can do this. And it's exciting. Whereas I feel like lifting weights, people get into this mentality of like, oh yeah, grunt, just get through the set. Like, what? <laughs> in my head, I'm like, that sounds so boring. It's like a suffering sort of mental. Yeah. But yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know how. Is, have you, is there any ways that you know you've come across or you know to like bring in that play game element to weight training? Some people might not want to do down. That's yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But like, how? Yeah, making your training fun and that, that. I sense. think
1: just changing up the exercises, making them a little bit different. Like, sure. There's People are breaking their workouts into lower body, upper body, whatever. I would set a challenge. I would put skills into the challenge. I use a lot of handstand stuff in my weight training. Mm. So with my combination of a shoulder press, I'm also doing a max handstand hold. I feel like combining those two is like elite because (laughs) my shoulder like... Push, push strength is hands oh, yeah, full so, stop. Yeah. So I am I know I'm working my skill set. I'm fatiguing myself in my skill set at the same time that I'm actually building up my weight work. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it in a way that I'm like, okay, I'm swapping it up. I'm not just sitting at one bench and doing the same exercises every time. I'm coming through and combining it with a much smaller, much more mundane exercise that makes me feel like I can do both. I'm doing both. I'm doing skill and, and training.
0: Yeah absolutely yeah um and you mentioned you do fitness as a job Mm -hmm. um obviously i do fitness as a job (laughs) not quite sure how i ended up here but here we are um if you if you couldn't do that what would you think that you'd be doing as a career
1: i think i'd be in sports i was at uni doing physio a physio degree before i quit i pulled out of uni
0: okay you're doing physio that's awesome
1: yeah um, Because I got offered stuff like traveling and, and contracts and stuff and I couldn't do it while I was at uni. I probably could have gone part-time. Sure. But it kind of just all came at once and it was, to be fair, a lot of money in a contract. And I was just thinking, I looked up the average wage of a general physio and sure, my contract, my first contract trumped that. So I was like, why am I still at uni for another two years getting a degree that... I'm already in an industry that I could excel at. Why don't I just put all my time into this, get better at this and make a living out of that? So, um, I did that and I think if I wasn't to have gone down the route of like social media and coaching and then obviously stepped into more of a gymnastics coach role, which is the job that I had, you know, basically from 14 to 23, um, then I would have gone along the route of a physio or like a sports coach or a dietitian or something along those lines um, within sports because I'm a massive sports fan. Like I love AFL. My dad was a professional AFL player. Uh, Australian,
0: Australian rugby. Australian football rules. Football rules. Yeah, so like not rugby. It's, it's not rugby.
1: No, it's its own thing. Okay, good. Yep. It's like, you know, how America has american football yeah yeah it's kind of like that you don't really play it i think london has maybe one or two leagues here yeah only because of all the australian expats (laughs) that are now living in london (laughs) but yeah so i've just i've always grown up around sports so i would have done something around that because it's a passion
0: yeah of course was anyone that inspired you to to move that way or start sharing things online
1: not really not not one person specifically to be fair when I started doing social media and like getting stuff like that, I had had social media for like a year and I had no idea how to use it. I was just posting videos of my handstands and flips and training in Mm -hmm. general. And I think the point of difference being that I could do skill work or that I had gymnastics level stuff is what brought sponsors in or what brought companies like Gymshark that I work with to kind of have some eyes on me. But prior to that, my whole life, like I... Didn't I, I didn't know what YouTube was. I never used YouTube until, shit, like three, year, four years ago when <laughs> I started my own YouTube. You know, I never watched YouTube. I love sure. watching YouTube now. I love watching vlogs and stuff, but I wasn't a YouTube kid. No. We didn't have internet in my house until I was 18. What? We didn't have a computer. <laughs> my parents both had a laptop for work and they had one of those plug-in internet things, yeah, yeah, which obviously sort of, yeah. meant that we never had access to it because it wasn't a Wi-Fi. It was like a stick modem thing. Probably
0: for the best, to be honest with you. <laughs> Definitely.
1: Um, my first phone, I got at like 16. But when I got into this space, I didn't know anyone. I didn't follow anyone. The only people that I looked up to were Cirque du Soleil artists and the only reason I knew of them is because my gymnastics centre that I grew up at sure. also did acrobatic gymnastics, which I also competed in and a lot of the people that were older to me that a lot of the generation of acrobats that came through before me that I looked up to as a kid were all in Cirque du Soleil now yeah so yeah i mean that's like the standard, end result isn't it exactly my standard was cirque du soleil everything i watched was cirque du soleil so that's like i you know, yeah i grew up seeing the girls train with their partners in the gym and i was like oh my gosh that's amazing so when i started kind of doing that and getting more into handstands i was like i want to do that i want to train to get to that point which never happened because I kind of figured I actually worked out the Cirque du Soleil, again, income for like what they put their bodies through is just not, doesn't make sense to me. But um, yeah, th- there was just a lot of opportunity along the way. And that was the inspo that I had was always Cirque du Soleil artists, but doing it in a way that I could share what i was doing and how i was training yeah i
0: I think there's a there's a difference between something that's a performance and something that's helpful definitely because like everyone can watch cirque du soleil or or even just like elite level gymnastics appreciate it they can appreciate i think even with like elite level gymnastics i think they should get you know, in the Olympics, they should mm-hmm. just pick one person from the audience and be like, just give a go at like everything that the gymnasts are yes, about to do. Yes, just so they can see. Just for like a I context that. of how hard.
1: Yeah, when you've got 20 different people versing each other with the same skill set, looks... you forget that the norm is, Woo.
0: Yeah, and it's the same with like online social media. Like, yeah. you, you know, you see people who are just doing absolutely bonkers stuff. 100%. Like...
1: People don't even appreciate it anymore because it's just, but there's it's... so many people that are posting similar stuff that it's like... It's wild. It's crazy. It's just it's just
0: so impressive. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, the the important as you, as I mean, sounds like you just you know just start just start sharing stuff. Yeah. start doing something.
1: Hundred percent. And that's the thing. I didn't I didn't have any plans to do anything with it. I just started sharing because. It was a new and fun thing. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it started. And then opportunities just kept coming. And I kind of stopped what I was doing and just dove in head first because I was like, fuck, when am I going to get another opportunity like this? And it paid off for me, luckily. Otherwise, mm. I would have just tail between my legs, gone back to <laughs> uni and, and finished off my degree, which <laughs> I still could do any day. But I'm just... I can't, see, I can't see myself doing full-time uni for two years and having to stop everything else.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's an element that like this, this centralised way of teaching. You're never going to learn the sort of stuff that is like bodyweight hands. That's not it's not taught really in university. Yes. Which is nothing wrong with that. No, I exactly. Think, and I think that's the benefit of social media. You get to meet people and share and learn Definitely. things. Like that's probably my favourite part. They say
1: that some some people are saying that they think AI is going to basically stop universities from being in function. <laughs> They seriously do. I've seen it so many times because university is obviously so structured in their teachings. It's all textbooks. It's all this. I think there's um, a delay
0: to it as well. Like you know, very much what's being shared online. Um, there's no filter. There's there's no obviously checking. So you got to make yes. sure you're not getting correct information. But like so you know, you're seeing what's happening. You know at current time Mm -hmm. whereas in universities it's got to go through peer review process you know it's got to be built into a course like they're gonna be lagging five ten years behind and i think as well like there's a time and space
1: for that there is there is definitely if i I
0: wouldn't want a doctor that's been educated on the internet but you know
1: a lot of stuff is like definitely
0: there's so much information out there for free you can learn so much definitely um, if you're interested and you've just got to be of a passion for it yeah Um, totally well i think we've talked enough Oh, we could talk forever. I think. (laughs) I (laughs) I think talker. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time to um, make use of the space that we have here at the community bath. We got surrounded by various different saunas. Love it. Uh, I think we're gonna hop into treehouse.
1: Treehouse looks like my (laughs) pit to be
0: fair. (laughs) Uh, And do some hot takes, and then the final finale of an ice bath. Fuck.
1: (laughs) Yep. How cold are we thinking? Uh, How so cold is it?
0: We've got hundred, I think, it's sixty kilos of, I don't know, a lot of ice. So, as cold as we can make it. Oh my gosh! It's summer here go in the as UK. As cold as you
1: can. It is cold already here. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right. Oh yeah, no.
0: You can sit down few, No. no. <laughs> I think what's so, oh, 85 degrees. I just, I just don't think
1: I'm an extremes now. person. <laughs> How long do you stay in, the, in this for?
0: As long as it feels good, to be fair. So okay, so minutes.
1: you, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, some people... So you're have... not
1: like an exact time person? No, no, no. Because some people do like 15, 5, 15, 5, yeah. 15, 5. No. You just I, kind of feel it out
0: yeah so i think generally speaking like if you want to get a good effect from the sauna in terms of like some people are crazy to running because essentially your heart's having to pump blood around yeah. Yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah and and the other benefits like 15 maybe 20 minutes is like you have to. it's the same as training like if mm-hmm. you turn up and you just dot about of of it you're not going to make progress yes. or you're not going to get the benefits totally from though. it so it's the same with sauna like obviously you mentioned that you do a bit of everything yeah and that's something you love but if you had to drop everything and do only one thing, or would that thing. Yeah. Thing be.
1: Shit. I just say body
0: weight. Can I say
1: just, body weight? You can't
0: say body, body weight. It's just training. like
1: calisthenics and not. Yeah. they like I guess. Yes, more. Yeah. Everything. Because I feel like it. if I, yeah, I just I'm being a bit literal with this, but if I just did handstands, I would never get a lower body workout. Sure. I
0: need
1: to have like yeah body weight like plyometric stuff upper body stuff like calisthenic stuff just it's, anything with your
0: body it's probably you know what you've grown up yes. essentially doing
1: yeah yeah definitely what about you
0: what about me I could choose I probably would just do handstands like really? I, I quite like handstands
1: then you never do anything on your legs <laughs> <laughs> you're like I don't care
0: so <laughs> we have joggers
1: yeah <laughs> fair enough no it's, that's a very British thing, actually. Oh,
0: jo- joggers.
1: <laughs> That's why we got joggers.
0: That is funny. What's one mistake that people make with nutrition?
1: Ugh, thinking it's an all-in. All or nothing. Yeah. People don't... This is. I feel like people have the problem, and I see it firsthand all the time. Not even just, like, within friends and things like that. They go so hard on nutrition... They learn so much about what's good for them, it's great. They've got all of this beneficial things that they're taking and eating and their gut health is amazing and it's like you are the epitome of like good eating. Mm-hmm. But then their relationship with it is so bad and I think you need to give and take for a little bit of both. I don't think you need to live 100%. I mean, they always say it's like 80, 20, whatever. Yeah but it's like I don't think you need to go and there's so much information these days where it's like don't be eating this, eat this instead it's like just fucking eat what you want to eat within reason obviously we're not going ham but eat what you want to eat and eat until you're full like I see so many bad relationships with food and then I see people that have good relationships with food that don't even understand how to eat healthy or like they don't even know what they need to be doing and think, then, so it's just somewhere in the middle. I
0: think, as you said, it can be quite obsessive. I think, you know, it can be also a bit of like, an anxious thing. That,
1: yes. You know, you
0: get, like...
1: People attach a feeling to food as well.
0: It, it's almost like a fear-based... You get yeah. scared of... Yeah, definitely. You know, I've yeah. been there, I, I, I remember years ago now, I, like, I stopped eating uh, wheat and grains. And, like... Why? Um, I was just getting interested in this sort of stuff. Okay, I yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, tried, I, I try out yeah, yeah. anything.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can remember, like... Being a uh, like a family event and like not being scared to eat bread, but like yeah. in my head because I had been reading things and you know indoctrinating <laughs> like, myself into yeah. a way of thinking, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna do something really bad to me." Whereas in reality, I've been eating bread all my life. Yeah, and, you know, it's, yeah. Not, it's not going to be the end of the world. What's the worst DM you've ever received?
1: Oh, <laughs> naked photos for sure. Oh no. Or, and just some like nasty messages with it. The problem is when I started doing all my gymnastic stuff sure me being australian i'm always in bikinis i'm always just outdoorsy and things are kind of like in europe where you go to the beach and things just aren't sexualized you know in europe people have their tops off people walk around naked but nothing's sexualized it's the same in australia girls are wearing like bikinis, nothing sexualized people are doing acro with each other you know Mm -hmm. bums in faces nothing sexualized because everyone is so used to it everyone grew up with it I'm we're not in the UK where everyone's in tracksuits, you know? <laughs> like, we're used to seeing skin on people. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, it's died. That's fine. Um,
1: yeah, used to seeing, like, skin on people. And so when I started, like, posting in summer when I was doing handstands in my backyard, yeah, some of the big pages like Lad Bible and shit would repost it. And it just got the worst kind of followers from it. Like, my following grew, but I was just like, I would rather have no followers. Because it was just men that, like, followed these pages for shits and giggles. Yeah. That then went over to my page and just...
0: just you didn't think that in person, as you said, like...
1: No, you would never. And that's the thing, like, I've never had that in person. No yeah. one's ever said that to me in person. I don't think anyone would ever have the balls to say that to me in person. <laughs> I'd fucking rip them with pieces. I was
0: going to say, I feel like... I feel yeah,
1: like, I, I would pissed, annihilate it. them, yeah. So... <laughs> It's funny because obviously social media, social media, everyone has their shit that they get, whether it's friggin' sexual things or people just putting shit on people. But it was just a weird thing coming to social media and being like, oh shit, okay, like this isn't normal. I have to kind of, and I didn't have to change what I was doing, but I felt like I should just because I don't want
0: those people on my page. Um, Last question. Give me. On the opposite, though, like, what's the most common thing that you get asked that you, you, know, you could, could give just like a one blanket reply to? Worst I would say handstands.
1: I would say handstands. Like, handstands. How, how do I get started on my handstands? Or so how, does how do started? I get more mobile? Okay. I've had a lot more mobility content recently sure. because people are just all up in my grill asking me how to do that. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, it's not a one size fits all thing. There's a lot of exercises out there that will fit people, but. I think there's also a lot, and actually I've really loved some of your videos. So I really loved your video that you explained the difference between flexibility and mobility. Because so many people in the industry, people go so hard on what is right and wrong. But I feel like specifically in this, anytime I post something, I could literally say one thing. It's the tiniest thing if people are just up your ass like no tomorrow. I
0: was, I was looking through your um, post just like just have a look at the comments yeah. and, said, and you made one about mobility and flexibility and someone was trying to correct you in the comments So I was like, do you know what, it really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, like just do both.
0: Yeah, like, In
1: my head I'm like just do either and then even like I get, I get there's a time and place for active, passive, like all of the work, dynamic, you know, static, mobility, stretching, blah blah blah. But if you're doing anything, it's better than nothing. Like at my point, at this point in my like job, I'm like, just fucking do something. <laughs> because you're making it so much worse on your body if you're doing nothing.
0: Do you know what? I feel like that's so, it's kind of like. like the
1: eggshell. Like, you're just, everyone's walking on eggshells.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the circle training. So when you first start, you're like, oh, I'll just do something. Yes. Because that's good. And then Definitely. you get a bit more into it. You learn a bit more. And you're like, oh, no, I just do the perfect. Yes. Yes. And then want you spend four or five years training, yes. you like, no, just do something. Yeah. And it's like, it's, 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 it's full circle. It's so
1: funny. It's so funny, yeah, because you come back to the basics, and you're like, something's better than nothing. And especially when you're trying to encourage others to do something they've never done before in their life, they barely even make time for themselves to be active, full mm-hmm. stop, let alone added mobility, and everyone mm-hmm. hates doing mobility because yeah. they're uncomfortable in it. It hurts them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then... It's like I'll literally be like, just fucking sit while you're watching the TV and do this, you know, yeah, static yeah. stretch, and it's going to be better for you. Like, obviously, if you're not going into a sh- frigging plyometric workout straight after, no one's doing that after watching TV for five no, minutes. No, no, no. But that thing every day or every second day is going to be much better than if you were to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to do it like you're a mobility specializing coach. No, no. you can just do something.
0: Yeah, and I, I kind of equate it to like people who maybe don't like olives or don't like coffee and they're trying to enjoy it. So i just do something very, very yes. small, once a day, yes. and then to see how it goes after Definitely. One, you might find they're like, that's all I got stretching. I was like, I can not touch yep. my toes. So I stretched my hamstrings for like, a couple of minutes yep. each night, and then gradually I was like, oh, maybe I should try this one. Yes. Maybe should I should add another yes. one. Yes, And, it and now it's like, 100%. <laughs> Anything
1: works. Okay, how you doing?
0: Good,
1: Feel Ready?
0: Good. You ready for uh, the last fun part? For a 10
1: second ice bath, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right let's go yep oh it's oh,
0: yeah. ah! oh, you know what what it's pretty cold
1: <laughs> what you want to get out now oh no <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get my bum in
0: it's all it's over, over. Ah. it's better just to ah. go for it
1: yeah! These noises are not mine!
0: How long have you been doing ice baths?
1: Fucking hell, not long! I'm getting under, I know i got to get my chest under, leave me alone.
0: Okay, whilst you're there.
1: You know what, yours is probably not as cold because you got more water. Do you want to swap? Not yet, I don't want to move. What? Shit, my toes! <laughs>
0: What fitness
1: I trends,
0: top here. What my fitness trends trend are... do you hate? You can put your feet <sighs> out. i just,
1: got my, I just up. got my
0: bum in at the moment. <laughs> We're
1: B-roll the beach. <laughs> what Instagram trend do I hate the most? What
0: fitness trends do you hate the most?
1: Ow.
0: Um... Think about the sun. It's sunny, it's warm. <laughs> just list them off. <laughs> okay. You can have as many hate I
1: things. Okay, hate's a strong word for starters. Secondly, I'm just gonna lower in as I get used you... <laughs> to do it? Secondly, okay, let's not say hate. I just don't think hot girl walk. Don't like hot girl walk. <laughs> I like walking. Hot girl walk just seems walk seems weird to me. Like, what makes you hot that you're walking? It, we don't need to talk about being hot. That's such a...
0: Especially when it's so cold.
1: It's just a, Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> um, I don't like um, thirst traps. Like, I don't like thirsty gym boys. Oh, so cold (laughs) thirsty like do you know what i'm talking about like the in between videos that the boys like the teenage boys are uploading these days where it's like motivational quotes but you're like what have you done to be motivational (laughs) you've been young yes exactly they're like 17 and they're being like
0: you "You just gotta go in and get it done you need proof of work
1: yes stupid exercises that have no like i'm talking like a star jump full twist burpee (laughs) you know i saw something do a burpee
0: just yeah, do the, We said about this. Just doing, just do something. Yes, do this taking stuff.
1: functional and thinking it means just create some stupid random exercise. Mm-hmm. You can just do the basics and you can do them well, and you'll be functional. <laughs> That's, That's my three that I can think
0: of. Okay, okay.
1: I'm getting better at this. You're by doing the way. well,
0: to be fair. What's, I am just
1: really scared of putting my toes in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the one thing that you least look forward to with with training? That isn't ice baths. Shit,
1: ice baths. Um. <laughs> I, you know what? It's the same thing I love though when I'm done. I just don't like conditioning like a circuit Metcon style finisher. I love how I feel after my finishes, but I struggle getting, it's kind of like an ice bath. You know it's going to suck. Yeah. Like I know this ice bath, ice, I can't even fucking talk. Ice bath (laughs) sucks, but I'm going to feel good after.
0: right. I think we should finish up. You want to do a head dunk? Fucking hell What is wrong?
1: No? Okay. You gonna do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Alright. I
0: ain't no pussy.
1: Alright. I am, but um, wait, you going first or am I going, we're going at the same time? Let's do the same time. Does it get in your ears?
0: No, it's I've still, never done it. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> what if I swallow water? Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh,
1: oh! oh, that actually felt much better than I thought. <laughs> Oh, shit. oh. oh. Uh, I feel good!
0: Hey, at least it's sunny.
1: It is sunny. And I can warm up now. <laughs> Get my crocs on. <laughs> safety.
0: Safety,
1: safety in, in the crocs. Oh, thank you so much. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank lovely doing a podcast and answering some questions and hanging out.
0: And well done. Thanks yeah, for
1: forcing bath. me in the ice bath. <laughs> Had my hands behind my back. <laughs> no, I'm
0: kidding.
1: 100. percent oh, so I can't be the Australian that doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for having me. No, it's
0: oh, for to join and, and questions. And um, yeah, best of luck.
1: Thank you. All
0: your travels. I look forward to seeing what you end
1: up doing. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing.